This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the international break, but it's not a break for Fabrizio Romano or Que Golasso. He is here joining me to discuss so much, including the permutations of El Clásico as so many more players are arriving and the strength of Barcelona continues. What about Erling Haaland? That clock is ticking. Are we going to find out exactly where the Norwegian is going? We will also discuss Man City, Lewandowski, Paulo Dybala, who is surely looking for a new club right now. Final thoughts and everything else with Fabrizio Romano Kegolasso. And it all begins right now. Welcome to Kegolasso. Thank you so much for being part of the family. Kegolasso pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso. Please share, subscribe, spread the word. Fabrizio Romano. It's weird. It's a Tuesday. It's a little later in the day. Uh, usually I wake my week up with you, but uh, it's a Tuesday. I'll take it. I'll take any time with you, Fabrizio Romano. How are you, you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Always nice to be together and ready to answer your questions. It feels like transfer market, to be honest. It's March, but it feels like June. <laughs> Does it really feel like that? Yeah, so much free agency. Fabrizio, you're kind of like in an NBA world, right? It's NBA free agency. Exactly. Here. <laughs> exactly. This is the revolution of the transfer market, really. So many Absol- things happen. Absolutely. And actually, as we are taping, of course, just a few hours after you made the announcement, of course, of uh, Frank Kessie heading to Barcelona. But before we get into that, Fabrizio, El Clásico, what a game specifically for Xavi Hernandez, my God. I mean, obviously, we don't think it's going to do too much in terms of La Liga and the title race. We'll see. But it's a statement. The first Clásico win for Barcelona since 2019. Your thoughts, my friend? My thought is in two words. The first one you already mentioned and this statement. Uh, And the second one is Xavi. Because I think (laughs) these are the two messages from a Clásico. It's a statement because this kind of games, in the Bernabeu with Real Madrid, also to potential new signings and new players for Barcelona, it's like a message. It's like saying, okay, we are definitely back. We have a project. We have an idea. We have the manager we want. We have a new atmosphere in the dressing room. And then this is thanks to Xavi Hernandez. It was only 135 days and he changed everything into the club. Everything. And we have to say it has been fantastic on many points because on tactical point of view, we saw that Bernabeu Barcelona were absolutely perfect. The decisions were perfect. The approach, the mentality. Real Madrid were suffering without Karim Benzema, obviously, but for, for Barcelona was the perfect night. But Xavi Hernandez is helping in many and many things. What we see on Sunday, what we see on Tuesday, when we see on Champions League or Europa League games, is always the result of what the clubs do, the teams do during the training sessions. And I'm told that there, Xavi Hernandez changed it everything. The atmosphere in the dressing room, the relationship with the players, the relationship with the board. We still remember Ronald Koeman how many problems he had with Juan Laporta and with the board of Barcelona. Now they're working all together. Matteo Alemani, Jordi Cruyff, Juan Laporta, Xavi Hernandez. And then this is what the players see every single day. The team is building for the future. The board is preparing something important for the summer and then they're performing at top level. So congrats to Xavi because he completely changed Barcelona Football Club. 
It's unbelievable. Only one league loss since his arrival. That was to Real Betis. And now look everything that they're doing. And of course, the statement victory against Real Madrid. Well, the business continues for Barcelona. Fabrizio Romano, Frank Kessie. Verbal agreement, it's all said, medical done. He is a Barcelona player until June 2026. Uh, I mean, let's talk about this. Obviously, he had his options as a free agent, but Barcelona ended up being his destination. He had two or three proposals for Premier League, including Gaston Villa. So many clubs wanted him. Yes, don't remind me, Fabrizio. <laughs> they were trying to approach the player and his, his agent for many, many times. But then he wanted to play for Barcelona. It was his dream. And also when Xavi called him, uh, it was the, the final step for Frank Cassi to say yes to, to Barcelona. So now everything has been signed between Cassi and Barcelona. So the contract will be till June 2026 for year deal. The salary will be around 6.5 million euros net per season plus add-ons. So everything is completed. He already had a medical in Lugano. For, uh, for Barcelona and so it's just a matter of time to see the announcement at the end of the season now of course Cassi is busy with AC Milan they're fighting to win a Scudetto so of course he wants to keep his focus on AC Milan but then at the end of the season he will be Barcelona player and it's a huge one for Barca physical player but a lot of leadership he was key player for AC Milan last season when they were back to the Champions League thanks to Frank Cassi fantastic performances this year he's been pretty good but it's a really interesting one for Barca I'm interested, and we're going to stay with Barcelona, everybody, don't worry, but I'm interested in AC Milan for a second here, Fabrizio, because obviously, you know, they're fighting to win Scudetto. They know that obviously free agency was a major talking point regardless of what was going to go on. And Frank I think it seemed that he was destined to leave Serie A and, and Milano. But how does this affect Milan, do you think? Any replacements lined up? Are they being prepared already? They are working on it since January and the name they will love to sign is Renato Sanchez from Lille. At the moment, they are in contact with the agent, with Jorge Mendes. They are already negotiating with him to extend the contract of Rafael Leao, so the relationship is very good. But their top-of-the-list name is Renato Sanchez. Let's see if they will be able to find an agreement with Lille. Many clubs are interested in Renato Sanchez, eh? so it will be an interesting race for him. But the favorite option for AC Milan is Renato to replace Frank C. And in my opinion, another fantastic player. He's one of my favorite midfielders, so it would be really nice to see him in Italy. Uh, of course, they have Tonali and Benacer. They're playing a very good level, but Renato Sanchez would be perfect to replace Frank C. Yeah, adding a new dimension to AC Milan if Renato Sanchez arrives there. That's quite a good one. All right, let's come back to Barcelona because this is intriguing for me and it doesn't surprise me. I just think regardless of what happens with Leeds United, Rafinha, who's obviously now a member of the national team as well, Brazil already qualified to the World Cup, but Rafinha has, you know, he's got big dreams, big objectives. And with all due respect to Leeds United, I'm sure they are bigger than a team fighting to stay in the Premier League. And Barcelona seems to be interested, uh, Fabrizio Romano. Is that so? They are. They are interested in Rafinha. Is a player they're following. Then we know how Barcelona work. It's always with a long list of names. So it's not the only name in their plans, but it's one of the names they're considering. His agent is Deco, former Barcelona midfielder, who is really close to Juan Laporta. Uh, so the relationship is very good. They already had a conversation about Rafinha. Nothing has been agreed yet, but from what I'm told, the player would be happy to, to join Barca, to play in La Liga. So he's open for this potential move to Barcelona. But there is still nothing between clubs, first of all, because Barca are waiting to see what happens with Leeds' situation. In case they would be relegated, uh, there is a close for Rafinha, a buyout close around 25 million. So it would be a big opportunity for many clubs. Also, Liverpool are following the situation. What I can tell you is that Chelsea 
were leading the race for Rafinha. They were pushing and pushing since January, but then because of the ownership situation, now everything is in standby, and so Barcelona are keeping tabs on him, are having contacts with Deco, and so it's an interesting one for Barca, Rafinha. Hold up a second, uh, Fabrizio. <laughs> I'm just, a, you know, I'm a kid from the 90s, right? So I remember those Portuguese teams. Deco is his agent? Yes. He's his agent. He's an important wow. age, agent, Deco. Eh? He's agent of Taksoba, centre-back of Bayer Leverkusen also. He's agent of Florian Wirtz, super talented boy from Bayer Leverkusen. He had an injury, yeah. ACL injury, but he's working as an agent, yes. And he's very successful as he was on the pitch, yes. Unbelievable. Deco, I mean, you know, I remember those days uh, picking him on for FIFA and football <laughs> manager, and now he's an agent. That's incredible. I love it. I love it. I All remember right. Mourinho's fight to have Deco for Inter when he arrived at Inter. He wanted Correct. Deco and Carvalho, and they signed Lucio and Wesley Snyder, but they won everything, so not bad. I mean, this is a Barcelona player, Porto, Chelsea, of course, Fluminense, Corinthians at the beginning. Unbelievable. Only 44 years old. All right. Well done, yes. Deco. Yes. That's pretty cool. Uh, the different career paths of Samuel Eto, Deco, and Ronaldinho, right? Very interesting. <laughs> Different ways, yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, listen, uh, our bar, you know, before we move on, and this is a nice little transition, I guess, but, uh, you know, it's obvious that economically Barcelona have had to do a lot in order to, you know, kind of recoup themselves and pick themselves up again. And you mentioned uh, Barcelona are going for big, big stuff this summer. It's Erlen Haaland a big, big thing that could happen this summer? Is that just too unrealistic? They hope. They hope for it. They they did something for it because Xavi is pushing for that one. The board is pushing. They have a great relationship with Mino Raiola. So Juan Laporta in particular, the president of Barcelona, and they're trying to use these factors to, 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 to try to join the race and have a chance for Erling Golan deal. But they know that it's really complicated for Barca. So what they did basically is to... Uh, speak to people close to the player to tell them that their intention is to try for a league goal and to join Barcelona this summer. They will be prepared to pay uh, on salary side. They will be prepared to pay the, the release clause. But at the same point, they know that their proposal is not the best one financially. And so they know that they are not front runners on this one. But it's up to Erling Goland. So when I see around people saying about meetings, Borussia Dortmund, Real Madrid or Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund, it's not like this. Borussia Dortmund are not even involved in this story. The club that will sign Erling Goland will tell them, okay, we have an agreement, we're going to pay the close. But no one is going to meet with Borussia Dortmund to negotiate or to talk. Barcelona, as the other clubs, they will be prepared to pay. But it's up to the player and they know in Barcelona that they are not front runners because of the financial situation. Yeah, so it's up to Erling Haaland. Uh, but Borussia Dortmund does have to prepare for Erling Haaland's exit. How are they doing that, of course, with the likes of, you know, Giorena, Jude Bellingham, you know, will they, will they be there as well? How are Dortmund preparing for this? They are already preparing as always. They work like this in, in Bundesliga and Dortmund are very good in this kind of strategies. So they already signed Niklas Schule as centre-back. But for the new striker, the name is Karim Adeyemi from Salzburg. This boy is doing very good in Champions League, uh, in Austrian League. So this boy is very, very talented and very good. From what I'm told, they have an agreement with Karim Adeyemi on personal terms, on a five-year deal. So everything is done with the player, but not yet between clubs. So Salzburg and Borussia Dortmund are still negotiating to find a way. Let's see how it goes in the coming weeks for uh, the club negotiations, but the main target will be Adeyemi. They want him as Karim, as um, Erling Golan replacement. That would be fantastic. Back to Erling Holland for a second here, Fabrizio. This is something that me and you talk a lot about, and I'm sure, obviously, as well, you talk about it with somebody else. But also, Erling Holland is a—he's not just a ridiculous talent, but he's very smart. He's always been very focused on where he wants to go. 
right? He's always had big offers, but he chose uh, Salzburg. Then he chose Borussia Dortmund when other teams, respectively bigger teams, at least from a legacy perspective, wanted him. He's always been very careful about his path. So now this next move, I'm thinking that's not going to go away. He's going to think like that, obviously. Man City's a very big club. Real Madrid are a very big club. But I'm wondering, what's Erling Haaland thinking? What factors is the player weighing up, do you think? Wages, sporting project, the manager, the weather, right? What, what's he thinking, <laughs> do you think? No, I will be honest with you. And of course, money are always a factor in football, but not just in football, in general, in life of people. So it's absolutely normal. Mm. But from what I'm told, salary proposals from Manchester City and from Real Madrid are not so far. So it's not a big difference. It's not that one club is offering 15 million per season and the other one 30. So it's not like that. Everything is really close. So about contracts, there is no big difference. What makes the difference is about, as you mentioned, the project. This is the key word. The project means... The board, what kind of ideas they have for the coming years. The manager, what kind of project they have with the manager on the system, on the tactical approach for the coming years. What kind of new signings they want to do in the future. So the total plan around the club is not just about money because everywhere he will go, Erling Golan will, will have a fantastic salary. So there is no doubt about it. And he knows about it. He's not stupid. So he's very smart. It's up to him to decide about the best club to perform in the coming years. As you mentioned, he already did it when he, he wanted to join Salzburg over Juventus, uh, Borussia Dortmund over Manchester United. So he's always been deciding about the project. And this is why his decision is taking long in the coming weeks. We'll have a final answer. Days, weeks, he's going to decide together with his family, together with his father, together with his agent, Pino Raiola. But he wants to be 100% sure the next step. Uh, you know, for example, we mentioned Barcelona, but Manchester City, they have Pep Guardiola, is always attracting uh, interest from top players. And also, they need a number nine since more than one year. And so, for a number nine like Erling Golan, is attracting. But at the same point, we have Real Madrid. Real Madrid, uh, we know how what kind of power they have on players because they are Real Madrid. We know that they want to do something big for the new stadium with Kylian Mbappé and Holland will be the dream of Florentino Perez. So there are many factors. Of course, Madrid is a city. I'm sorry for Manchester friends, but it's completely different from Manchester. So, you know, it's, there are many factors. It's not easy for the player to decide, but the process is ongoing. And so my feeling is in a few days, weeks, we will have the final answer. Yeah, how dare you, Fabrizio Romano? You've never had fish and chips at three in the morning in Manchester. <laughs> Way better than these... Uh... <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot to consider. There's a lot to consider, and also not just the project, but the personnel within that project, right? Real Madrid. You mentioned Kylian Mbappe, but what the existing players? Karim Benzema is still there. Vinicius Junior, etc. And on the other side, uh, Man City need a number nine as well. <laughs> Our producer Des Norris says that David De Gea's wife once compared Manchester to the back of a fridge. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> Not um, the best message for Erling, I, I know, I know. Hey, last one. Could Bayern Munich enter the race here? Let me say that Bayern Munich have a very particular communication as a club, and so they will always say in public, oh, no, we are not in the race for Holland, we are not interested in Holland, we can't pay for Holland, because they know they are not frontrunners. Mm. So they know that frontrunners are Manchester City and Real Madrid. And so this is why Bayern are always denying. But from what I'm told, they had some approaches with Minoraiola. They had a meeting with Minoraiola in February asking about Erling Golan's situation because they know that for Lewandowski it would be important to sign a new deal or there will be a serious possibility for him to leave the club this summer and not in summer 2023. So this is why they are exploring the Holland situation. But at the moment, they know they're not frontrunners. So, you know, Barcelona and Bayern are not frontrunners. And so they try to keep it quiet. They try to say, no, we can't pay for it. At the moment, it's really close to being possible. 
But then behind the scenes, they're trying. They're still trying. But Real Madrid and in particular Manchester City, they are leading the race. Interesting. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. Before, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, Bayern Munich's uh, Robert Lewandowski, a little bit more of Man City because they also have other things to worry about. Paolo Dybala leaving Juventus and some final thoughts. And by the way, everybody, I don't want any angry tweets. When I was an actor, I lived in Manchester. Beautiful city. So I don't want any angry Mancunians going at me. Okay. I love Manchester, by the way. All right. Well, that's me. I said it. I said it. it's up to me. <laughs> Because I love Madrid. Come on, man. No, Madrid is Madrid's ridiculous. Uh, but, uh, you know, I prefer Madrid. I'm going to tell you one thing. Yeah. Really yeah. quick one. Remember yeah. that Erling Golden is coming from Norway. And yeah. he lived in Salzburg and then in Dortmund. He and wants Manchester good weather. close to this kind of city more than to Madrid. So. He wants good weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just... oh, or, maybe, or maybe he's most used to cities like Manchester than Madrid. Who knows? Hey, listen, I'm just saying, in Barcelona, you can take a flight to Menorca and you're there. I'm just, you know, we'll, we'll see. We will see. We'll take a break. When we come back, all the things that we just talked about. Diego Lasso, Fabricio Romano, we'll be right back. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Kigolasso with Fabrizio Romano. Let's uh, move about some other topics, by the way. You know, all this talk is about Erling Haaland, Fabrizio Romano, and all these big players. But Robert Lewandowski, by the way, the future there is interesting. Uh, any developments on his time with Bayern? Not yet, in the sense that we know the situation between Bayer Lewandowski is, is clear. His contract is expiring in June 2023, but at the moment there are still no conversations to extend the contract. Bayern on public side, they say that they want to offer him a new deal, they want to discuss with Lewandowski, but in the reality at the moment there are no talks with his agent Pini Zavi. So let's see in the coming weeks what happens. What I can say again is that Lewandowski wants a new deal to stay at Bayern in the summer. With new, mm -hmm. with, if new deal uh, agreement would be reached, it could be a serious possibility for him to leave this summer. So Lewandowski is one to keep an eye on in the coming weeks. Interesting. All right. Well, listen, Bayern have been doing some business though, right? Because uh, a certain Ajax player uh, is reportedly maybe nearing in. What's going on there? 
Yes, it's Mazraoui, the right back of Ajax. Uh, they, they, they are working on Mazraoui and on Gravenberg. So we have oh, two wow. names for, for Bayern uh, in this moment from, from Ajax. For Mazraoui, they don't need to speak with Ajax because he's free agent. Uh, he could be a free agent in a few, few weeks. And so they are negotiating directly with Mino Raiola. But he has a proposal from Barcelona too. So it's up to the player. Bayern are trying, but Barcelona want him. So Mazraoui is one of the names. And then we know about the other boy we can say in this pick is Ryan Gravenberg because he's the same agent, Mino Raiola. Bayern had a meeting with him in February. And for Gravenberg, now there is a proposal on the table from Bayern. The proposal is for 15 million euros plus 10 million euros add-ons. So the Bayern are really pushing and trying for Ryan Gravenberg. Uh, the point is he's out of contract in June 2023 and he doesn't want to extend the contract with Ajax. This is why the proposal is around only 15 million euros plus add-ons. Yeah. From Ajax, they want more than this. They want around 30, 35. So let's see what happens between clubs. But the player would be attracted by Bayern. And so Bayern pushing to sign Gravenberg and trying for Masraoui with Barca still leading the race on the Moroccan right back. Yeah, well, Ajax have to be careful, right? Because if Gravenberg, uh, his contract runs out in 23, you want to make some money. Otherwise, uh, the possibility of free agency, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Um, back to Man City very quickly. Uh, exploring some options. Fernandinho, obviously not getting any younger. Uh, Pep Guardiola wants him to stay, but Fernandinho has to make a decision. Anything there on possible midfield replacements? Yes, they are looking the market. They look at the market for midfielders. So it will depend. The name will depend on the Erling Haaland deal because, of course, the budget is a point for Manchester City. Let's yeah. see if they will be able to sign Holland or not. So this is a key point for Manchester City market in general. But they want to explore the market for midfielders because they know that, as you mentioned, Fernandinho is always a fantastic leader and midfielder, but he's not so young now, and so they need to find solutions for the future. Pep Guardiola wants Fernandinho to stay for one more season, but it's up to the player. He knows this decision is about his family too, his personal life and not just football so this is why it will be up to him in the coming weeks to give a final answer at the end of the season not now but for Man City midfielder will be one of the topics this summer and so I'm curious to see who will be the name but they're already exploring the market and sending their scouts to follow many many players well one player who's definitely done with a certain club and he's not old only 28 years old still uh, doesn't turn 29 till November Paolo Diwala he's done with Juventus uh, doesn't want to sign an agreement over an extension. What's the latest on him? Uh, and, you know, obviously there could be repercussions here in the current season, I wonder, Fabrizio, because, uh, you know, him not wanting to be at the club and et cetera, how unhappy, whether it's Max Allegri, the team, or even the Argentinian himself. What's going on there? Yes, it's a tense situation. There's always been a tense situation between Dybala and Juventus. In For the a while it's been tense, yes. yeah. It's more than three months because... What happened? In October, they had a meeting, Dybala's agent, Jorge Antun, and Juventus board. They had an agreement. It was agreed. The new contract of Paulo Dybala was done. So everything was ready to be signed in December. This was the plan. Before Christmas, they had a meeting to sign a contract. Paulo Dybala had an interview, end of November, saying in public, I'm going to stay here for five years more. So everything was done between Dybala and Juventus. 10 million euros net per season was the agreement. Then Juventus in December said, let's discuss in February, let's discuss in March after January transfer window. And Dybala was not happy because it was done. It was just to be signed and Juventus changed it and rescheduled the meeting to, to sign the contract. Then they wanted to invest big money on Dujan Blaovic and Denis Zakaria in January. So what they did now is to offer no five years contract, but three years contract and for less than 8 million euros. So it was around 6.5 instead of 10 and so Paulo Dybala was absolutely not happy with the situation. He turned down the proposal and Juventus decided not to improve their bid. And so this is why talks have broken down. Everything is collapsing between Juventus and Dybala. He's going to leave the club as free agent. 
let's see now what happens because many clubs could be interested in in England, in Spain, in Italy also. There are many rumors about Inter because Inter director Marotta was at Juventus when they signed Dybala from Palermo in the past. So many options, nothing decided yet. But of course, Dybala will be one of the big free agents on the market with many, many others. But now is 100% sure Dybala will leave Juventus. What does this say about Juventus, by the way? Because it sounds that it was, you know, Juventus's fault. There was an agreement and then going back and forth. It doesn't look good uh, for a club who's going back on their word. Yes, they wanted to, to change the strategy because of two factors. The first one is Dusan Blauvich. They wanted to spend serious money on Dusan Blauvich. Yeah. Let's remind that they spent 75 million euros guaranteed plus 5 million euros add-ons. 8 million euro net per season salary. So it's a big contract, it's a big deal. And so they decided to spend that budget, that Dybala budget on Vlaovic. And the other point is about the injuries. We have to say that Dybala had many and many injuries, many and many problems in the last two, three years. And so this is why Juventus were no longer convinced about this contract. But as you mentioned, everything was agreed in October. So it's not kind of Juventus style to do something like that. But football, we know how it works with free agents. It's always dangerous. When contracts are expiring at the end of the season, everything can change in five minutes. This is why we have to be always careful with potential free agents. I'm telling you something. He is the kind of player that I think with the right club will give so much. And uh, I, agree. I think depending on where he goes, uh, we, we will see. Um, hey, Villa, Jared, get on that, get on that call. <laughs> you never know. All right. Uh, well, listen, final thoughts here, Fabrizio Romano, before we say goodbye. What a great episode. Thank you so much for Thank following you. Fabrizio Romano on Twitter, Instagram, and Kegel support, of course. But final thoughts, my friend. Big game on Thursday. Fabrizio Romano, how are you feeling? I'm feeling confident for, for this first game. Uh, but honestly, if we get Portugal... And the next round is going to be really, really difficult for Italy. We're a bit worried now because of some COVID cases into the team. It seems yeah. there are some COVID cases. So let's see who are the players. Nothing has been confirmed yet while we're speaking, but let's see in the coming hours what happens. You know how important it is for Italy to have some key players like Barella, Immobile, Verratti. We have few top players and many good players, but few top players. So let's see. But for the first game, I'm confident, to be honest. For the second one, if it's going to be Portugal and not Turkey, I'm sure that it's going to be a complicated, tough one for Italy. Let's well, see. Well, good luck, my friend. Uh, I Thank wish you. you the best. And don't forget, you have an Italian playing uh, in South America as well as Gianluca right. Lapalula <laughs> hopes to make some history as well. So we'll see. Hopefully all of us are happy by next we week. Fabrizio Romano, always follow his content, of course. As I mentioned, he also writes for CBS Sports, his weekly column regarding all the latest, including much of what we talked today. Fabrizio, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, as always, and see you in the coming days after this international break week. Thank you. Absolutely. Hopefully, we'll be all happy. All right. Thank you, everybody. Kegolasso Pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso CBS Sports and your CBS Sports app. Much more to come from QG. Have a great, great rest of your week. Till then. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.